Getting split Getting ready. Split Getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. You're listening to Getting Split Ready, Chicago's premier divorce podcast. Brought to you by the Split Ready Divorce Pro Network, the only vetted and certified pro network where you can find the best professionals with experience and certifications so that you know that you're getting the best. On our panel, we have Tanya Harvey from Ward Family Law, Joyce Marta from Urban Balance, and Matthew Kerr from Keystone Mediation. So, divorce clusters was a term I'd never heard until I read this article. Mm -hmm. And... When I sent the article to everybody, because I'm dying to hear everyone's opinion on it, it's whether divorce is contagious <laughs> and whether when one person in a group gets divorced, other people do as well. I'm dying to hear what you guys have to say. So tell me, is it a real thing? Absolutely. Yes, I've seen this in my practice. I've seen this in my own social circles. And I think when someone gets divorced, they remove the shame and the stigma and they show that this is a socially acceptable option and that it's possible and that a new life is possible. And they're ready and available for support for their friends and family who may choose to make that same decision. So I know when I went through divorce, it was much easier having my close friend Shelly support me through the process. And that gave me a lot of strength. And after I went through it, I had other friends asking me what that was like. And I've seen that in my practice as well. It's normalizing, it's supportive, and definitely helps people understand it's not the end of the world. So I'm a financial person and a math person. So my brain wants to like go to, well, maybe it's because, you know, we tend to associate with people around our same age or around our same station in life. So is there something to it as well that divorce tends to happen at certain markers in life, right? When the kids leave to go to college, that's a a gray zone where if it's going to happen, it's more likely to happen then. Is that possibly something to do with it as well? Or do you think it's more of the normalizing that goes along with it when someone... I think it's a great... Great point, Mariah. And you're right. Empty nesting is one of the times I heard a research study once that oftentimes there's an 11 year old in the home, which I thought was kind of interesting, which I think is an age where kids are starting to grow up and be more independent. And so there's a shift. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there are times where divorce is more likely. And you're right. We usually hang around people who have kids the same ages. We do. Um, there's other kinds of clusters too, though, correct? Like I've heard this in psychology world before that these more difficult situations or taboo situations tend to be not explosive, but they tend to happen more when someone's gone through them. Is that just a psychological thing that happens? You know, I, again, I think people feel comfortable talking about things when other people are sharing. And so when people share that they're dealing with something, whether it's divorce or a mental health issue, someone else is more likely to come forth and share that they also are dealing with those challenges. But now I got a question, because this actually, the, from the minute we started talking, it took like a different turn. Because I thought <laughs> is when, because the term contagious, I saw is more pejorative, right? Like, is it contagious in a bad way? So for one person, it's appropriate. And other people considering divorce look and say, this this is the right way for me to go when it could be a salvageable relationship or there's other underlying issues. So talk a little bit about that if you could. And, and you know, for our mediator and our attorney mediator well, I just, as well, I'd love to, love to hear what you have to say. I think it's just 
divorce, you know, you go back 20, 30 years ago, it was a bad word. And a lot of people, uh, it wasn't socially acceptable. And there was no social media to reach out for help or commonality. You felt like you were on an island or you felt like you were a failure. Um, and and in now where we are, it, it is more socially acceptable. It is becoming the norm. Um, people are used to it. People have commonality. There's, there's group therapy uh, um, options for people. There's social media networking and private groups that you can talk about these things that so that you don't feel so alone. Alone. Um, so when you say is divorce contagious, you know, you start seeing that it's becoming more socially acceptable. Your friends are getting divorced. Um, you're now seeing parents, uh, you know, in their 70s getting divorced. They stuck it out for a long time because they thought they had to. But now they're realizing, you know what, I, I don't have to anymore. I can resolve this and I can I can move on with my life. In the past, those kind of opportunities like the social media, the group therapy, even even the availability of mental health that we have now at our fingertips, which I believe we're just scratching the surface of, wasn't in existence 20, 30 years ago. So it may seem like it's contagious because it's becoming more and more prominent, but because it's becoming more socially acceptable and because of the amount of support resources that are out there for people, mediation services, divorce services, um, you know, legal help, um, you know, there's so much more at people's fingertips that I think it's becoming people are talking about it more. And I think that's why it, it may seem like it's contagious. I just think it's just where we are in today's society as a, as, as an acceptable form, an acceptable absolutely, practice. Absolutely. What, what do you see? So, Tanya, when people come into your practice, and maybe you see a cluster, right? You see this chain. How do you deal with that? Because they're all different, right? Do you, do you turn clients away? Do you send them to someone like Joyce to say, you're not ready yet? They're, this was a really different situation. Right. I mean, I definitely one of the first things that I ask clients initially is whether that whether they have sought out couples counseling or whether they are in counseling themselves or if there's an area of uh, difficulty they're dealing with alcoholism, domestic violence. So I think as a lawyer as well is that I'm not always encouraging people to get a divorce. And frankly, I never encourage it. I love that point. I love that. Yes. And I want to encourage marriage, actually, but healthy marriages. And so if there's issues about physical abuse or alcoholism or mental abuse, it's not my decision to make for the parties, but I want them to know the different options that are available. That's for them. a great point. I think I've been called an undertaker and a vulture and all kinds of stuff, and it, it it's I get it, and it, but it's really kind of you know uh, it, it it bothers me because you're fulfilling a service for people in need. That's a great point. Right, and usually by the time that they get to us, their decision has practically been made because you don't just go to a divorce attorney or family law attorney with the idea like, oh, I've been thinking about it, I'm not happy. That's not usually the situation. It's been something that's been contemplated for years on end. Yeah, I was going to say, I've read that it's at least six months and usually more than that. Yes. I was going to add that it's interesting because we're meeting people, with, whether they come to my office first or your office first. That's true. So, you know, I love that you're promoting mental health awareness and that you're referring people to therapy because I think it's great for everyone to have the support of all of us. 
from my experience, and I've been practicing almost 25 years, I haven't seen a trend of more people just throwing in the towel for divorce. In fact, I, I, I see it more that, just as Matt said, that people aren't willing to suffer through being unhappy in a marriage that isn't working for them anymore. So I see it as a positive in many ways, as long as the divorce is handled appropriately and kindly and compassionately with the children in mind and everybody works through it to the best of their ability. And it kind of goes full circle to the civility thing with the children. Um, You know, I don't think any of us here are advocating divorce. I, I think what we're saying is that if you're in an unhappy situation, if there's some sort of, you know, area where you're concerned in, you know, you are again teaching your children, you're modeling the relationships to your children. And if you're modeling an unhealthy way of resolving conflict by staying in the marriage, then what kind of service are you providing those children? I'm not saying that you should get a divorce, but if if divorce is part of it and you take the children with you through the process, meaning through the collaborative effort of getting the support, the mental health, and showing them that like this is still the real world. Bad things do happen, so this is how you handle it when it does happen, and this, and I'm going to model how to handle it in a healthy way. That way, when you have a child that's you know 25, 26 years old, and they're you know they're being introduced to their first experience of conflict, they're then going to remember this is how my parents went through it. Am I even going to fight, or am I going to handle this in a healthy um, environment by getting help from the outside network that I'm going to need. You, you, you form like, like everybody has said already, you for, you form a, a network of help to get you through these things. And it, it's not easy. It really is not. The statistics in the article, just to kind of wrap up with some of the stuff that was here are staggering that you're 75% more likely to get divorced. If you have a close friend whose marriage also ended. That's high. You're 150% more likely to split if you have several divorced friends. And if you have a sibling that's divorced, it ups your odds by like 22%. So I'm on my no, second marriage. Like my if you husband's have all of those, third. is it like 125%? Yeah, I'm doing the math. I think that Lou and I are like way in the positive over 100% at this point with all these statistics. But is it, I don't know, does that seem high? It seems high. But again, you're talking about the resources that are available, right? Your friend's going through it. I use this mediator or I have this therapist. They've really helped me. Um, so you're becoming, because you do have your own personal network, um, it's also word of mouth is the best form of communication and the best form of promotion. And so when you have a close friend going through this, if you have any kind of issues that you're dealing with in your own personal life, you're going to be more exposed to all the resources that are available to you based on your network of friends and family. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me because if you have a group of people saying these resources are available, then it kind of makes sense that those numbers are higher versus maybe a more rural setting where you're meeting in say, you know, a church group or what have you and and you don't know anybody that's been divorced because those resources aren't available to people like that. I mean, this is where we're lucky in a way because we are are all located in a major city that has all these fantastic resources available, but when you go out into some more rural settings, these kind of services are just not there. I think it's one of these things, I guess my big caution, I, 
public service announcement, I guess, is <laughs> that no, no, what I hear is that no solution is good for everybody. And that I think awareness is great, knowing that divorce is an option, but also knowing that no two situations are the same. You know, two women might have two husbands that they both say are SOBs, but, you know, one might be salvageable. Who knows? And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.